the volume. This Sessions is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook for a reason, y'all. It's so easy to use. It's safe and secure. That's one of the main things for me. I don't want any BS. I love that there's no BS with FanDuel. Plus, you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Plus, it's super fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. It's awesome. So if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY for New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 and 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Guys, welcome to the sessions. Emilio and I are going to, you know, ham it up here for a little bit, shoot the breeze. Uh, and what we're getting to in this episode is the Q&A that took place after my interview with Brian Danielson when we had him out in Nashville um, as part of a StarCast. So that part of the interview, the Q&A, I guess it wasn't the interview, it was the post-interview. Um, but some fans got to ask some questions. So anyways, that is coming up. But in the meantime, me and Emilio here, just two pals hanging out. A pal getting his teeth done. $3,800. Renee, when I tell you the quest for just the perfect mouth is so I know. expensive. I know. T- tell me about it. And my teeth, they're so impacted that the oral surgeon goes, they're just coming out now? You're almost 40. What? I go, I'm a late bloomer, G. It just happens. So w- when I go, first off, this is the second consultation. The first consultation, I didn't like the person that my medical proxy was giving me because my insurance is absolute shit. Oh my God, don't even get me started on the insurance thing, dude. I'm like up to my eyeballs and bullshit insurance. I was like, I don't want this butcher touching my teeth. So then like I went through Angie's doctor and I went, I had to get the x-ray and had to get the consultation. That was $300 alone. Ah, what a, what a jip. This country, man, let me tell you. I will say in Canada, it takes you like six months to get in anywhere. Um, at least you don't have to pay for it, but it takes forever to get anything done. So that's a big downfall, but it's paid for at least. And as you know, and, and most of our sessionistas know, the teeth have been really bad. They've been bothering you a lot. Fevers, earaches. So I told you the and Nora, guy, man, you and Nora are in the same boat. What do you put on the kid's gums? I, I, as much as I can say you guys are in the same boat, this kid takes teething like a freaking champ. I mean, she look who just, the father is. It's, I, I know. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> she has like four, eight, I think she's got like 12 teeth now because she just started popping four different molars. It's nuts. It's so weird seeing inside her mouth. And I'm like, what? The, you have molars? What? 
and she's doing that cute smile thing now yeah. where it's like you're seeing everything too and she she's knows that she has little teeth. thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but she does fine. But otherwise, I mean, I always have like a little baby Tylenol on hand just in case. Um, that being said, though, I'm surprised I didn't have to give her any tonight. So earlier we had to take her to the doctor. So getting into like bullshit insurance, we were like kind of getting the runaround on like finding our family pediatrician, getting her into a spot. She's now like 14 and a half months, but at 12 months at a year, supposed to get their one year vaccines. And our doctor we went to, they're like, we can't give you these vaccines. They don't coincide with your health insurance. So I'm like, so annoyed. I don't understand how insurance works. I don't get it either. And I'm like, so I'm like up the river without a paddle. Um, yeah, I have no idea. It's so confusing. Anyways, we got it done today, but she had three different shots. Plus she had to get blood work done and she was just like wailing. Um, she was very, very fussy. I put her down for like a little nap afterwards and I had to get her up so that she could actually sleep tonight. But anyways, I'm surprised I didn't have to give her a little baby Tylenol tonight just to like kind of chill her after getting all of those vaccines. When you were up in New York, were you on the insurance program? Because I was on the insurance program. I was, and it was fantastic. Right? Oh, my God. Fantastic. When, when it kicked in, when I tell you, I went and got everything done. Dude, let me tell you, having a baby on that insurance? Pfft, a breeze. Right? A breeze. I'd have 10 kids on that insurance. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. It was. Pop them it, out. Let's go. It was a perk of being one of the office guys. It really was. It was like $13,000 or maybe it was eighteen to have Nora. That's what it costs to have a kid in America. So if you and John decide to have another baby, are you just going to do it in the house at that point? <laughs> yeah, I'll go oh natural in a fucking <laughs> kiddie pool. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, it, I don't know. It was... When I looked at the bill at the end of it, I think we paid like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. But with like the final of what it would have been, I was like, "How holy shit, how do people have kids? You're in debt forever. I mean, as if kids aren't expensive enough to begin with. And then you add on going into it already in the deficit. Holy. And then you got to remember too, after that, now you got to start doing all the checkups, right? Now you yes. got to, she's got to e- get all yes, the shots. Every three months, it's another visit and another visit. And thank God the chicken's healthy. Could you imagine? I know. I know. My friend posted a bill of their dad going through cancer treatment, and the bill was astronomical. It's crazy. Like, it's ludicrous. It really is scary. Like, I just don't know how people, um, how they survive with this. It's nuts. And even just to have, like, what I I guess is considered kind of like a base insurance, you're paying what, like 1200 bucks a month, something like that? How much do you, how, how much is it a month? Is that crazy? No, my premium's like six, seven. Okay. So, no, like 1200 if you have, like. For a family. You, you gotta remember, I'm a single guy, sure. so, you know, it's for me, but then, like, you know, factoring John and the baby. Yeah. Like now, yo, it's starting to get costly. But honestly, even if you add six, seven hundred dollars on top of what your mortgage is, on top of a car payment, on top of like grocery, like groceries are ex- everything's expensive right now. What is going on in this world? Can we all just get a break? So I might have to start like an OnlyFans or something to pay for this. Like, do it. Let your hair down. Flip it around. You got a good head of hair that I think people could maybe have a kink for. Is there a market for hair kink? And if there is. I can make Scarlet Bordeaux money. <laughs> I don't know about that. She's making bank. Um, I wonder if she's still able to do that. 
We'll see, right? <laughs> hey, I got to go do a thing with WWE the other day. People, I feel like, were speculating about what was going on. Oh, do you know how many pictures I got because of the glass that you posted? And people were like, hey, bro, what's up with this? And I go, hey, internet person I don't know. Oh, I'm not great. telling you. It's fun to just like troll a little bit, you know, post the glass. Me and Kevin Owens, me and JBL, uh, Johnny Gargano, Mr. Johnny Wrestling in the house. It was a good crew. And of course, Freddie Prince Jr. hosted us doing um, a couple episodes of WWE Rivals. And here's what was really fun about it. Not only was it just like fun to like be, I, I guess it's like the familiarity of it, of like, ah, oh, we're shooting at the PC. I've been here a million times. Like that familiarity is always fun to then just like shooting the breeze with these guys that that I know so well and just being able to like talk some wrestling. But what was really fun was that I wasn't the host of it. I got to just be like a panelist and I really liked that. Isn't that nice where you don't have to worry about a thousand and one things yes. being said in your ear and you can just yeah. you can just come in and just say your opinion and then everybody else can talk and then you jump in again. It's funny because I was watching Freddie as the host and he does a great job um, and there's, uh, you know, doing those, those A&E rival shows or, you know, all of, all those A&E documentary style shows are, are so thoroughly done, but he is like looking at his like notes before we start shooting. And it's like this date, this date, this pay-per-view, this was the finish, this was da da da. And I'm like, oh my God, like my brain would be rattled going, and he's giving these like beautiful introductions to what each rivalry was or, you know, each kind of like tentpole thing we're talking about during some of these rivalries so he did such an awesome job but yeah I was like glad I don't have to do that right now I don't know that I have the brain capacity for that my brain's shot I also think it doesn't hurt too since he's like a really good actor too 100 it's funny I thought that I'm like wow you really take notes and they stick in your brain really well and I guess like he obviously he's such a massive fan he's worked for the company you know for years but that obviously helps too because I I find I have a very dumb wrestling brain when I'm like what happened at what pay-per-view what was the finish to this thing what was the story for that like my brain just like I just don't work in like that linear kind of a style I was talking about something at one point and Kevin Owens was like that's 100% not, not right <laughs> <laughs> and I was like thank you because I was wrong I obviously was you know speaking with confidence as somebody that was on the right track but it was not factual information um but yeah, it's it. I always find it very fascinating. Like, I feel like dudes' brains work like that. Like, oh, this pay-per-view, uh, blah, 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 1996, Sean and Brett, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, guys. It's so funny that you say that because I was on, and big shout-outs to Black Wrestling. I was on their Patreon, and they do Good Patreon guys. Podcasts. Real good Break guys down. over there. Love them. And we're talking about just ECW Taz stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm literally spitting facts that I just remember. Like, I can remember the summer of 95. Jesus. Like, nothing. And I'm literally talking about feuds and angles and moves. I just don't understand. How, like, do you remember, like, what happened on, like, Raw or Dynamite or anything like that, like, last week? I don't. Yeah, you can you can quiz me and I can tell you straight Gosh. out. Like, 
like this this the weirdo stuff. But will I tell you how to balance a checkbook? No idea. Sure, how to do sure. That. Who does? Who does? Maybe our grandparents. Do I know like weird facts about like World War Two and who Leon Shogaz was? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's strange. It just happens. I don't know why. Like, why do I know it's the assassination so of Archduke Francis Ferdinand why was the do thing you that know started? That? Good I'm Lord. a weirdo. I don't know. It's just odd shit that I know. See, here's what I th- my kind of my theory on that for myself is like, especially when I started working for WWE and you're like in it and you're like on the show. So you're not always fully paying attention to like what's happening at eight o'clock versus what's happening at 11 o'clock when everything goes off the air. Um, but I feel like I would like get through the shows and I'll use commentary more as an example because then I was there from eight till 11 watching everything, calling everything. I think I would just have to like control alt delete or like, uh, you know, auto quit, get rid of some things so that I could move on to the next week and like kind of remember, like I would have to look at graves and Cole and I'm like, what do you, how do you guys remember that shit? I don't remember anything. And I don't, I've never taken a bump. I don't, my brain should retain information better. No, but you, sh- you have to definitely dump the brain. Like you have to definitely clear the hard drive. You You have to. You know what I mean? Like, especially, and, and you know it your, your, yourself because it's all about the reps. It's all about what you're getting fed. And it's like, okay, so let me just concentrate on what's being fed to me. So that way the other two can spew and say whatever they need to. And then I can chime in with the thing that needs to be said. It's Okay, also, cool. It's also really funny too, like doing something like that WWE rival show. We're like, yeah, you can talk about the rival that we saw on television, but we're also talking about things that happen behind the scenes and real life stuff. So it's really kind of like, you know, kind of weaving uh, that tapestry of, of what information are we actually putting out there? What happened when? What's the timeline on this? Anyways, guys, I'm not very good at it, but make sure you tune into the episodes. I don't know when they're dropped. I, I have no idea. We did five. They're long days, but it was it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Got to tell you straight out, Glam was popping. Oh, wasn't it great? Glam was popping. Wow. Let's talk about that for a second because- Who did the makeup? Uh, her name is Lena. And killed she, it. she killed it. Killed it. And uh, it's it's really funny too because I like walked in there and I, I thought it was gonna be somebody from like the WWE makeup team and it wasn't. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I getting into? Because sometimes people don't really understand like quite the level of glam that WWE works with. They want to go like super au natural and I'm like, that great, but that's not gonna fly here. We need to like bump it up a hundred notches. Um, and it's funny because I get so used to just doing my own makeup, which is like nothing. But I put on makeup. I have on makeup right now. You would never know. Like when I watch back like these social clips or watch back the YouTube, I'm like, I look like I don't have on an ounce of makeup. But then I watch what she did and I'm like, oh my God, she sculpted my face. That, the hair, the whole thing. Oh my God. It's really nice to just like kind of get dolled up to like as a reminder of like, I still got it. I still got it. Crushed it with the red lip. I love a red lip. I'm nothing without a red lip. A red lip is my favorite. Kind of like a little more neutral everywhere else. A great, I like a hot pink too, uh, but I do love a statement lip. Big fan. Did she contour your face or no? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Woo! Oh yeah. She got in there. She got in there and she chiseled away at like my momness, and there I was underneath, underneath it all. Oh, Ange put you over big time because she oh, was, hell yeah. she was looking at, uh, you know, I was looking at, I was scrolling during because it was their anniversary dinner and we were just waiting for like the food to come and I'm scrolling on Instagram and that's when I seen like 
the timeline that you posted and she snatched the phone and she was like, let me see Renee. And she's looking and she was like, she's like, what a pretty kid. And then she showed my dad. She's like, Mel, look how adorable Renee is. Oh isn't my she a, God. Isn't she a pretty Stange. kid? And she kept on saying it. Isn't she a pretty kid? And Love then she her. was like, what's John look like? And then I showed her John and she was like, very handsome man. Very rugged. She said very a ruggedly very handsome. handsome. They go, she goes. Edge goes, I swear to Christ. Edge goes, beautiful couple, makes beautiful babies. Can't wait for number two. <laughs> yes, Ange. Ange is my hype woman. Hell yeah. But yeah, it's definitely nice to uh, slap on a little makeup and uh, yeah, let the purple fly. I was feeling the purple more. I'm not mad at it. Just took me a minute. Two weeks ago, you're like, I hate the purple. Now I'm. Now it's like, it's I'm, it. I'm into it. I'm okay with it. It's fun. It's like a fun, am I going to keep it for forever? Probably not. But it was just like a fun little, yeah, shit. Put a little color in there. Why not? Why freaking not? Do it up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do it up. You guys, all day, every day. Uh, well, I've, well, as this is dropping, this will be dropping on Tuesday. We're recording this Monday. Got to haul my ass to Chicago for six days. Me, John, Nora, Blue, Benny, all five of us idiots piled into the cab of John's truck trying to just make our way to Illinois. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to be there. I'm excited for this pay-per-view. And your dogs make their presence known. Do they ever? Yeah, we got a good little Airbnb situation. I mean, Blue just wanted to continue throwing a ball, and I'm like, bud, I got to do no work. Quit. I Can't know. do He's it. No quit. I love you. You're adorable, but I got to go to work now and you're farting and it stinks really bad. <laughs> go. You know, people always think when you have a bulldog, they're like, oh, it must just be like this lazy buddy. It just hangs out. It's like, no, my dog. I mean, he is for like 90% of the time, but when he gets going, he gets going and there's no coming down from that. But you're right. This is an interesting pay-per-view to see. <laughs> Isn't there's, it? There's a lot going on, right? If you want to analyze all the, the gamuri with the backstage and sure. just the storylines in general, you're getting Jericho and Danielson for the soul of Daniel Garcia, which is, I love that the most. I, love I that think that's, too. to me, that's the one that I, I want to watch the most. Daniel Garcia's really coming out of this as quite the little superstar, huh? To see the kid come into his own, whether you want to say sports entertainer as a rib or whether you want to just say that he's a professional wrestler. The kid encompasses it all. He cuts a very good promo. He's very convincing. And then he also kills it in the ring. And yeah. it is not and it is not easy to go toe-to-toe with arguably the greatest wrestler of this generation in Brian Danielson. And really hang. That kid has got it. He's got it. And I feel like this rivalry that's happening right now with, with Brian, with Chris, with, with Danny Garcia... I feel like this is the reason for having guys like that around to put over this young new talent. And that is like it being perfectly executed to put this guy up on a pedestal and not being rammed on anyone's throat. I feel like everyone really naturally came to the conclusion of like, oh, Daniel Garcia is awesome. Um, so, I, yeah, it's, it's really cool when something can just uh, very naturally happen that way. And I mean, Brian and Chris obviously both just have such an eye for awesome talent and for them to be like, let's do this. Let's, you know, really get into this program and give this kid his spotlight. His rise specifically 
has been extremely organic. Like it started very slow because I, I, I you know, you know, you, you read the IWC on, on Twitter and you see it like they don't know what to make of it. They love him because he's a great wrestler. And then you read it and you're like, ah, but I don't know. Can he can he what's that breakout moment for him to really show that he can be one of the pillars in AEW? And then, like, he really comes into his own with 2.0, with the do-rags, and, like, the outfits, and the sneakers, and then he's actually cutting really funny promos. And it's like, yo, everything that he did with the Jericho Appreciation Society really stuck out. And again, it's like what you said, I think Chris is one of those guys where he knows, okay, I'm going to bring in certain kids, I'm going to mentor them a little bit, but then I'm going to let them go and, and, and take off on their own. And now he's working with, with Danielson. And I love it. It's like I said before, they're fighting for the kids. soul. it's so I great. Think that's great. I love it's- it. I love it. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Tons to look forward to, to the, for this pay-per-view. I'm like super pumped to get to Chicago, check it all out, get into the building. And like, there's nothing like that Chicago wrestling crowd, you know? It's my second favorite city outside of New York yeah. to go and visit. Yeah. Um, I wish I was going to hang with you because I would I would get a delicious vegan food and I would also go back to um, Al's Italian beef sandwiches since I'm now eating the meats again. Here we go. I would definitely get us to do that and we would get the double dip. Now we're talking. I love a dip. Next time if there's something in Chicago, the Sessions Takes Chicago would be great because I want to do the whole bear Hulu experience and get those like Italian yes. beef sandwiches. Hoagie me. Right, exactly. Like double dip me, bro. Yeah. Let's go. I want to. I want to walk in and say, Chef, two, <laughs> everything on them, Chef. Thanks, Chef. Yeah, Chicago's really a great city. It's funny. I always remember the very first time I ever went to Chicago, which is when I was working for WWE, and I remember like landing, and the airport's you know kind of far from the downtown like core of what Chicago is. But I remember as soon as I landed, I was like. Oh, I could do this. I could live in Chicago. No problem. Uh, I know everyone says Chicago and Toronto are very similar. Um, and I got that vibe for sure. It's, I remember I was actually shooting um, the JBL Cole Renee show. Is that what we were calling it? Was it just the JBL and Cole show at that time? Anyways, we were out walking around Chicago shooting stuff for this like YouTube show. And uh, we were talking about like the St. Valentine's Day massacre. And that was really like uh, my, my, I like submerged into uh, the uh, Chicago world from there. And I loved it. A lot of mafia culture there too. Yes. Oh yeah. A lot of, a lot of mob culture. I, I love it there. It's just one of my favorite things. Like I like to go toy shopping there. There's a cool couple of shops that I go to some vintage shops as well. A lot of great vintage shops for sure. There's a cool church that I go to and I like candles. Like it's, I love that whole entire just scene there. And even the airport, like I will, it, cause it reminds me of. Of Home Alone. Dude, going through that airport at Christmas time is really special. I love it. So I was, when I, again, with WWE, we were around, around like almost Christmas. It was like Survivor Series, but the place was done up all Christmas. Oh, they're ready to go. Oh, yeah. By Thanksgiving, it's on. Rock it in there. So like I had my headphones on and I'm just blasting Run Run Rudolph to go to baggage claim. Just having the time of my life. That's so great. I'm also, that being said, aside from just Chicago, Speaking of Run Run Rudolph, I cannot wait for the colder weather to start happening. I'm ready for Halloween. I'm done with summer. Summer can go suck a big one. I'm done with the heat. It's time to move on. Um, I, I'm so ready. I got to tell you why I'm looking forward to fall. This is it, the outfit. Well, absolutely. The babes? I, what is well, it? It's a mixture of both, to be completely honest with you. Okay. But I'm, I'm ready for corduroy pants again. 
Now we're talking. Let's get a little. Let's let those thighs rub up. I bought two beautiful pairs, black, of course. Okay. And I, I'm thinking What's the of cut? blue corduroy shirts. Um, it's it's straight cut. Okay. Yeah, Great. I'm not trying to do skinny jeans. I Nobody can't is I got, anymore. I got rid of all of them. No, I, got rid of all. I can't of them. get rid of. Couldn't mine. do it anymore. I can't get rid of mine because I've been squatting heavy and I'm eating more. Those they, the, I, they don't get in anymore. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't get stretch. in. I'm, I also gained twenty pounds, so it's Good like for you. I know. I'm look. I'm getting. Yeah, you're beefy. Right? You are beefy. That's true. I see it on your Instagram. I'm like, look at you go. Oh my god. <laughs> see, add a little meat uh, into your diet. That uh, helps too, right? Who would have thought the chicken was delicious? I know. I know. It's good. Who would have thought bolognese was absolutely oh, incredible? My God. I'm like, Give me all of that. What did I do? Never met a bolognese I didn't like. Even a bad bolognese is a great bolognese. Do you make a bolognese? Mm, I don't really have like a a go-to bolognese. I have done it before, but I don't have like that's my recipe of bolognese. Normally if I do like a meat sauce, I'll just do like a straight up like spaghetti. I do I like a good meatball too. Big meatball guy. Yeah, you gotta be. How can you how how can yeah, you not? Do you do the do you do the the three meats, the pork, the veal, and the and the beef? No, I, I would you know what the veal's a real nice touch. They're all great. They're delicious. Usually by the time I get to like cooking, I'm like, let's just ground beef it. Or this is don't tell Ange I said this, but sometimes I'll just do ground turkey. It's lighter calorie, a little lighter, you know? See, I, I would approve. Sure, that. you would. Ange would not. Ange no, no, no. no. She's a very Let's keep like, it traditional. Get, yeah. Go to the, go to the Italian pork store. Oh get me gosh. this. This. It this, is better this. though. I mean, that version is definitely tastes better. Turkey's fine if you've like if your if your taste buds have already like gravitated towards that, you're fine. But if yeah, I mean, if you're just comparing both of them in a blind taste test, oh my god, the 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 trio of meats wins every time. Oh my god, I I had a bolognese this weekend that had the trio of meats in it, and it was just it wasn't thick, it wasn't sloppy. Like, you know how some bolognese can be a little runny? This place, it was so good that it stuck to the to the fettuccine pasta because they make the pasta on premise. And I was like, this is fucking <sighs> I'm hungry now. I wasn't even like hungry earlier. And I'm like, wait. And I just threw out the remainder of my stuffed shelves because I was like, nobody needs these anymore. We're fine. I should have kept some of them. They were very good. I love ricotta. What a perfect cheese. In the cheeses of cheeses... It is the cheese. Yeah. Because you know what? You can use the Jesus of Jesus to even make a cannoli. Yes, you can. I know. You add a little sugar and you stir that some bitch up? Yes. Giddy up. Let's go. Hello, taste buds. Oh, my God. Hello. What a versatile, great player. Just really, really pulls its own weight. Kick off week one with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with the promo code Renee to get in on the action. Then you can turn game day into payday all season long. Some of the bets that we're looking at here, win totals, division winners, Super Bowl winners, player props, so much more for you guys to get into here. So play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You can even combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payoff with a same game parlay. Now starting September 1st, FanDuel is also live in Kansas. Don't fumble your chances to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with the promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonuses issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789. 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit www.gambler.net for West Virginia. Guys, I feel like we've done it. And uh, should we get to like the bulk of what this is? Are people done listening to us talk about Bolognese and... Uh Daniel Garcia? To be honest with you, every time you and I get on and do this, people always say beautiful things. Oh, so that, I know. You. It is really nice, actually. People are very cool. Sometimes it's just nice to bullshit a little bit, you know? I don't talk to anybody but you. Honestly, neither do I. This is like a, yeah, this is like we get to be social for a minute. It's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with it. So yes, let's, let, let's get to it. The Q&A was very, very cool. A lot of cool, interesting questions because they were lining up. They were lining up. I know. Up. I wish we had more time too. And it's funny because when you do a Q&A like that, like obviously I want to take the bulk of it to interview Brian for us to like hang out and like have a great interview, the whole point of us being there. But I know when that idea came up to do the q and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's, I know people are going to want to ask him so many questions and he gives such thoughtful answers. Um, I'm still wrapping my mind around the speed reading thing. So he he really gets into it way more here. And I think it's fascinating. I'm, I'm lucky I can, I have to take my finger and read like the... <laughs> Follow it along. He's reading part of words and then having He's like, reading circles around you. Oh, let him. Let him. He, he <laughs> No problem. You want to do that? Cool, brother. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Without further ado, here it is. This is the Q&A uh, with you guys, the fans um, from StarCast, talking to Brian Danielson. Here we go. Do a Q&A. Do you want to oh. do a Q&A with everybody? Nobody wants that. I think they do. Do you guys want to do a little Q&A? You got some questions for, for Brian? Do we, I think we have a mic somewhere, too. Hello. How are you doing? Nice to meet you. Good. Yes. I was wondering, um, your time in Ring of Honor when you were in the Indies, what, uh, what did you learn the most there that, uh, that you're using when you got to the main, the main stage? Being on the independence in general just teaches you to be very adaptable, to be able to show up to a building. Actually, the first time I ever wrestled John, um, uh, my flight got delayed out of Seattle. I, uh, I changed in the car on the drive from the airport to the building, walked in, had never met John, walked in straight to the ring, did my entrance from the car to the ring, wrestled this man I'd never wrestled before, and then, uh, and then yeah. I have a quick follow-up to that. What okay. was it like when you meet John for the first time? Because he kind of keeps to himself so much. You kind of do your own thing. Did you guys get on right away? We didn't really have a chance to talk. Yeah. It was like we did the match. I was like, hey, wow, this guy's great. And then I go to the back. I see Tracy Smothers. He's, he's, he tells me, oh, man, look, I got, uh, I got all these NASCAR shirts. I bought them for a dollar a piece. I'm selling them for five. I said, <laughs> oh, that's great. How many have you sold, Tracy? None. <laughs> Oh, okay. You know, uh, so, uh, but yeah, but learning, uh, so I didn't get a chance to talk okay. much to John afterwards. So, um, 
So I didn't, I didn't get to experience his unique personality. It's built upon. Yeah, I actually but, heard you in an interview the other day saying that you think John's one of the funniest people. Oh, he's so Shout out funny. to Robbie Fox, by the way. It was on with Barstool that you yeah, did that interview. Yeah, he, I, think you're, I think your husband is so funny. <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> he's all right. He's got his moments. I will say he's very quick with the dad joke, much like Claudio. Yeah, yeah. He, like, writes them off the top of his head. Yeah, but when it comes to, like, what I learned from Ring of Honor, I think they just gave me uh, a platform to try new things. And I think trying new things is how you learn to be a better wrestler. I think by, so if you're told like, hey, this is the formula, stick to the formula. Anytime things go wrong or that you don't do the formula, I think that's harder to adapt to. So I think the ability to, to do a 76 minute match or to, you know, wrestle people that I, you know, I'd never even heard of, let alone knew what they did. I think that was a, a real blessing. Hey guys, uh, Brian, after WrestleMania 30, a lot of the fans were we're kind of clamoring for you and CM Punk at WrestleMania 31. Uh, now that you know that didn't happen, now that you guys are both together in AEW and you're basically two of their you know biggest stars, is there a chance you guys might work a, a program at some point? I think there's probably always a chance. For some reason, when I, when I signed with WWE and then I started to get kind of into that upper tier of spots. I just thought like, oh man, it's inevitable for me and Punk. It just seems like it should happen. And it just never did. So it just seems like that thing, that thing that needs to happen, you know? So, so I, I think it would be a lot of fun. Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to meet you in person, sir. Uh, my question is, as a ignorant fan with zero wrestling experience, when I analyze you know, a, a worker's work rate, I look at psychology, performance, technique and based on the collective opinion of wrestlers how easy they are to work with but that's me i think you have all those things and more so when you look at another wrestler from your very experienced perspective what do you look for and that's all i have thank you so part of it is there's so many things going on um i think there's so many things to learn in wrestling that you can improve on and you can constantly that's one of the things that i love about it there's never-ending scope of improvement, right? Um, whether it's connecting with the crowd, whether it's your technique, like, I love things like hammer locks and... We love but, a hammer lock. Yeah, I love hammer locks, but I don't think everybody needs to know everything I know about hammer locks to be a successful wrestler. But if they wanted to learn it, that'd be great. Whether you could use any of it for any extended period of time. But I think when you look for... Like, I guess I'm just looking, when I look and I watch, I just kind of want to see magic. Something magic about somebody special. So, for, like, what is special about you? And I think everybody has something special that they can tap into, right? So it's like, when you watch Dante Martin and I see him do a sunset flip, like I've never seen it. Like, a sunset flip is a basic wrestling move that, like, you've never seen it. Like, I haven't seen anybody win with a sunset flip in years. But you see Dante Martin do a sunset flip and you go like, whoa, dude, that's fucking awesome, yeah. right? You just did a fucking awesome just regular sunset flip. <laughs> so when I watch things like that, especially like after a match, they'll say, oh, what do you think I could get better on? As I'm watching it, I'm thinking, okay, they could get better on these certain things. But what I'd really like them to do is enjoy wrestling while they're out there because I think the more that you enjoy it, the more you're going to, there's certain technical things you can work on before, but if you work on going out there and 
feeling that moment and enjoying the experience, you're going to be a better performer and then you're just going to get better all around. So, yeah, there's just so many things. There's so many aspects to wrestling that you can get better at and stuff. It's I hate criticizing anybody for for like minor things that you could anything that you could point to be like, oh, well, this guy's got he's not a very good wrestler. or His technique sucks. You could point to a lot of people who have made millions of dollars being horrible wrestlers. Sorry if that's not a very helpful answer. <laughs> no, that was great. Thank you, sir. I'm curious, back in 2015, the whole Royal Rumble situation, did you kind of know going in that the fans would lead like a revolt that you would after you got eliminated pretty quickly? And I'm curious, like, did you feel like any sort of hostility backstage just from the, the social media pressure because you got eliminated so quickly um, when you really should have won it? But. I knew, and especially um, I had just come back from neck surgery. I, when they told me what I was doing in the Royal Rumble in 2015, and I was only going to be in there for like four or five minutes, I told them, I said, I think this is a bad idea. This isn't necessarily great for Roman. And they kind of ignored that, and then it wasn't, and then stuff happened, and yeah, that was that. But uh, all of that to say, I think Roman's done such a great job, and now he's, he's the biggest... You know, like he's yeah. the biggest star in wrestling. And I, and I think he's performed at a high level for such a long time that, you know, it's, uh, he's done a really good job. Hi, I showed up a little bit late to class, so I apologize if I missed this when it was covered. But uh, you talked earlier about uh, speed reading, and that's something that's always kind of fascinated me. How do you balance reading speed with reading comprehension? So the idea is a lot of speed reading, because I've been interested in speed reading for a long time, and a lot of speed reading is just skimming, right? And I never found that interesting. I am not interested in skimming. I want to, I'd rather go deeper than, than just have a vague understanding of a lot of different things. So that said is we kind of stop learning how to read better in third or fourth grade. We start off reading by reading sounds, by going letter to letter. And then we go from that to reading word to word. And then we also do a thing called subvocalization, where we say the words in our head to understand them. One, you can read groups of words at the same time. A very, a very good example of that is if you see the words New York City, your brain is just going to say New York City and know exactly what it is, even though it's three words. You can do that with more words than just three. You can get that up to five words, six words, where you're seeing these words and you're seeing groups of words. And then when you get faster, like you can only talk around 600 words per minute. And even then it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to talk like this. It's going to be jumbled. You don't want to sub-vocalize, right? So it's when you see a stop sign, you don't say stop in your head. You just see the sign and you stop. And that's the same thing with stopping the sub-vocalization. One of the easiest ways to stop sub-vocalizing as you read is to actually purposefully count in your head while you're reading. What? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You're sub-vocalizing letters in your brain so that you're not sub-vocalizing the words. Though it's difficult at first, you start being able to do it better. There's reading skills and they stop improving our reading skills at a certain age. And especially now, if you're keeping up with anything, you realize that technology is changing every aspect of society so quickly that most of us will not be able to keep the same jobs for extended periods of time. 
one of the best things that you can do for yourself from a job perspective is learning how to learn. And one of the best ways to learn to learn is to be able to read faster and read information more quickly. I think being able to read better and the skills of reading better, I think are, are just something a, a lot of people should learn and they should be teaching that in as much as high school. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, so that's a, a quick rundown without getting too exhausted for the people who have no interest in speed reading. <laughs> You really make me want to like, revise my hobbies. In working on my own depression and mental health issues and all that kind of stuff, I've tried to kind of identify these things that society puts forth to us that tells us are important and they might not actually be important and that we're just doing it because that's what we've been told is important for so long and then really revitalizing what makes you happy and what really makes a life worth living, mm -hmm. you know? I think that's... Oh, God. I'm going to die. What? I mean, all of us. I mean, we're all, yeah, we all, unfortunately. We're all, we're all going to die. I try to think about it every day to make me live better, right? Just yeah. this idea that I may never see you again. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. after this, something may happen. Uh, JJ, my brother-in-law, was in an Uber through no fault of his own or through no fault of the Uber's. He was rear-ended at 50 miles an hour, got a concussion, and had to go to the hospital. That just recently? Just a couple weeks ago. Oh, and so before modern medicine, people were very aware that you could die at any time. Even with modern medicine, we can die at any time. And the last thing that, like my dad died unexpectedly at 57. Like we were worried about his wife because she had pneumonia and all that kind of stuff. He didn't come to our wedding because his wife was in the hospital. We were worried about her. Then he died two weeks after our wedding from a surprise heart attack. Wow. And there's just this idea of you don't know when your last day is. like, And it could be today or it could be in 40 years. Mm -hmm. But not living that way irresponsibly. Like, oh, I'm not going to pay my taxes because I could die tomorrow. I think that's, that's right. a bad idea. And I don't. But when... I see you or I see Zach yeah. back there. This might be the last time I see you. So like be with you. Don't yeah. be on my phone and yeah. don't be like half listening to you and that sort of thing. This may be the last time I get to experience being in front of like you guys. From my perspective, you guys made my career. The people in this room, the fans, just if it weren't for you guys, a lot of people say this, oh, if you guys didn't buy a ticket, I wouldn't have a job or whatever it is. But realistically, if you guys hadn't stood up for me in a way that I wasn't, that I would have never stood up for myself as far as like, God damn it, give me the main event of WrestleMania. I would have never said that. You guys did that for me. And, and if this is the last time I see you guys, I want you guys to know that I appreciated that. I don't want to take it for granted that like, uh, I'll do another signing or I'll do another thing or yeah. whatever it is. Like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, God. Uh. And I, I'm truly appreciative of everything that you guys have given me and made my life better for you guys being in it. Sorry, I went down a long, long winding road. I mean, if there's ever been a great way to wrap something up, that was it. All right, guys, there you have it. Again, I really wish that we had more time to be able to take more questions from the fans that were in attendance uh, during that interview. It was really cool. It was so fun to have, like, a packed house for that interview, just seeing everybody's faces. And just, like, I've not been out doing any wrestling stuff, like, at all. So it really was, like, 
such a treat for me to be out there at Nashville and get to meet people and do some signings and just like see familiar faces. It was really a ton of fun. So um, yeah, thanks to you guys for getting in that line and um, whether it was for the signing, whether for the Q&A, whether you just wanted to watch Brian and I have an interview. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to see it, we're going to put the video of this up, Amelia. Yeah, I got to get it. I got to talk to the people from okay. Flight, but they were they were very nice and said, absolutely, whatever okay. you need, we got you. So Great. once we get that, we'll cook it up. We'll and put it we'll up. Put it on the YouTube channel. Great. Well, guys, in anticipation of this, go on over to the YouTube page, uh, search Renee Paquette. It's all there. And uh, subscribe. Subscribe. Turn on um, the, the uh, notifications, all of those great things. And we'll see you guys soon. We'll be back here with a couple more episodes of The Sessions. We've got some really cool guests lined up for you guys. Yes, we do. A little left of center from what we normally do, which is really, really cool. Um, One chick in particular I'm super duper pumped to talk to. So keep your eyes peeled, your ears open, all those things. And we'll catch you guys in a little while. This has been The Sessions. Bye. Bye Bye-bye now.